0: Oh, I was hoping there wouldn't be a moral, but there was a moral. But yes, you're right. Don't Good cheat. Work, Don't cheat everyone or else you'll end up sticky. <laughs>
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Dragon Academy Dropouts, your weekly dive into the DreamWorks Dragons universe. We are back for another episode. It is going to be filled with dragons this week and not just our usual dragons. Everybody's here. It is I, Max, Brooke, Caitlin. How's it going, guys?
2: Going good. I'm okay. Sorry, I was having a coughing attack. <laughs>
0: it's okay. So we're all good. like, oh, okay. Brooke, maybe not as good.
1: I'm, a conversation <laughs> I'm good. good. I'm glad you're good now. So, guys, what's new? Anything?
3: I nope. bought my dog a Star Wars collar.
1: Beautiful.
0: I still don't have a dog, but I'm disappointed.
1: Not beautiful. Well, it is another week, another episode of Dragon Academy Dropouts. We are doing something that we've never done before. We are going to dive deep into our creative minds, and we are going to design our own dragons this week in a game I would like to call the Random Dragon Challenge. Now we're going to break it down for you. But guys, do you consider yourselves creative
2: people?
0: No, I like the. (laughs) I I only like real things. If it's if it's not real, then I'm not into it. Mm.
2: I can't think of things this quickly. So this episode, though, is really just. The same type of challenge
3: as our very first episode, you get to keep the fish. Except instead of designing a theme park attraction, we're designing a dragon. So I look forward to seeing what everybody creates. And I am slightly fearful for whatever Max creates.
0: So you mean we're just plagiarizing ourselves? That's not good.
3: I mean, if it's ourselves, we... uh, Caitlin, do I have your permission to plagiarize? Yes, Caitlin, you have my permission to play. Perfect. Just All give right. yourself permission, Max. My okay. my dragon
0: is going to be not even a dragon. It's going to be a theme park, but like <laughs> a theme park that looks like a dragon.
1: Max is going to be writing something. <laughs> <laughs> I did say I was slightly fearful. Yes. So this, this challenge is designed to push us to our creative limits and make us extremely uncomfortable. So... It is called the Random Dragon Challenge because the dragons we design are going to be based around words that we select from a random word generator. So we are going to receive three words. We have to use at least two of them. And the design content for our dragon must incorporate these words in some way. Basically, we can get as creative as we want with how we work those in. So once we get our words, we're going to have 15 minutes. That's it. So we got to work fast. I'm not the best on the fly, so this could be a major train wreck, but we're
3: going Just to do our give best here. Everybody a little bit of an idea. We played around on the word generator a bit, seeing what kinds of stuff would pop up. We've got a range of words, words such as pigeon, trash, revolutionary. <laughs> There's really a broad spectrum. This could go in any direction.
0: Yeah, that's a good idea. I like it. That's an amazing dragon. A revolutionary trash pigeon. I like that.
3: (laughs) Perfect. So basically every
1: pigeon in New York. (laughs) We could get anything. So once we have our 15 minutes to design our dragon, we're going to share our dragon with you, describe it, let you know a little bit more about it, and then kind of pitch how it would fit into the DreamWorks Dragons world. So I think we should just dive into it. Let's Let's do this. Pick our words. Max, you can go first. Open your generator. Let us know what you get.
0: All right. I have generated two words, and the words are miracle and plagiarize.
1: (laughs) Wait, didn't we say it was going to be three? Yeah. was three. Max, you're already breaking really the rules. I'm disappointed though because I really no, wanted to plagiarize. Okay. I'm going to add pick those one two more word. And just um, pick one more.
0: All right. I have now generated three words two from before, one new. The new word after miracle and plagiarize is exception. All right. <laughs> so, an exceptional, okay. miraculous plagiarizer dragon. I'm into this.
3: Literally just Miraculous Ladybug. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Okay. Who's next? Caitlin, you want to go? Let's do this. Okay.
3: Three words. Here we go. Peace. Plan. Implication. Hmm. Hmm. Good luck. Yeah, that's not abstract at all. Alrighty, Brooke.
1: What'd you all get?
2: Right. Hold on. I have to click. Okay. Umbrella... North and tent. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of nouns there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so we have so on the this one is hand,
2: be
1: fun.
0: Caitlin's, which is like very abstract dragon. And then we have Brooks, which is like a camping <laughs> dragon, like very concrete.
1: Perfect. Okay. And my words are, okay, I don't know how this is going to go. Sight, as in. S-I-T-E, like a campsite. Printer and concert. <laughs>
0: so,
1: <laughs> this is a very 21st century dragon. modern
3: dragon.
0: Yeah, uh, I guess you've got the ticket master dragon.
3: Perfect. Okay. So we're going to press pause on our recording, give ourselves 10 to 15 minutes to brainstorm with these wonderful, wonderful words. And skip ahead through all of that so that you, the listeners, don't have to listen to 15 minutes of silence or us going, "Oh my gosh, I don't know how to use this word." Exactly. All yeah, right.
0: I don't know how to use the word plagiarize.
3: Implication.
1: <laughs> okay. Let's we do We will this. see you guys after the jump. <laughs> guys, how did it go?
2: It was hard. <laughs> I'm creative enough for this.
3: It was fun. I like. Crazy. I wanted to keep going for like an hour. When
1: I first started, I had it kind of opened me up to other things. I had to go back and be like, "Okay, am I actually hitting the words that I want to hit from my list?" So it was challenging.
0: I but I just you're right.
3: It was super fun.
0: I just listened to music the whole time, so I don't. You know, hopefully, I did what you wanted.
3: As long as your dragon is plagiarized, it will be.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, on a meta level, I really just took my dragon from the internet. So, um, you know, as one would about a dragon related to plagiarism.
1: Would anyone like to volunteer to go first or do you guys want me to go first since this was my mad idea?
0: Yeah, you do should we wanna
1: go first. Go
3: maybe do we want to go maybe in the order that we picked our words? No. Nah.
1: <laughs> Max, you just don't want to go first.
3: <laughs> Which is fine. I'll go I'll order. first. Doesn't or matter. Me. Order by birthday. We could go something that's like maybe
0: order by birth so year. People who have had birth- longer oh. time in this world. <laughs> We're not going to
3: tell our followers how old we, we
1: are. We can go by birthday during the year and I know I'm in January so I can just go first. Shall we begin?
3: All right. Let's do this.
1: I will start by reminding you guys of the words that I picked. I picked site spelled S I T E as in campsite, printer and concert. So my dragon is called the Gangbuster. Now, I'll kind of break down what it looks like and then I'll go into how I kind of planned out this dragon's deal here. So it is kind of an unassuming looking dragon. It's small. It's kind of lizard salamander-like. It has a row of spines on its back that extend down kind of a long skinny tail. And it has kind of not stubby legs, but like they're not super long. They're short, lizard-like with sharp claws that it can use to climb trees because it resides in dense woods and forest environments. Now, this dragon, it has a fire. It kind of relies on close-range defenses like its tail spikes or its claws for defenses. It's not the most terrifying dragon. However, kind of makes this dragon a force to be reckoned with is that it is a pack dragon and the size of the groups that it live in are massive because this dragon's thing is that it is the fastest reproducing dragon that there is. So this is my printer tie-in here. This dragon doesn't follow the dragon mating schedule that we see on the show where, like, they fly to the island once a year and they lay a couple eggs and they leave. This dragon can lay 15 eggs per month. So it is essentially printing more and more dragons all throughout the year. One dragon, once they pass year one, can lay up to 180 eggs within a year. So these dragons, they can swarm, they can fight on close range and overwhelm their opponents. And one other feature that they have, each dragon has a unique call that they use to communicate within the pack. And then while they're organizing during an attack or a defense, they surround their opponent or their adversary, and they kind of use their sound to whelm and confuse these kind of smaller, less physically vicious dragons. can kind of use that to their advantage. Um, let's see what else here. So that's kind of my concert piece from my word. They can produce this large sound from their numbers that they can use that to overwhelm their opponents. So the way that I was thinking of tying this into the universe in the show, not that I think kind of our heroes would really possibly discover this dragon because I think it would live farther south Um, not really in the forest that they have in the archipelago, but something warmer. So maybe it would be a dragon that Valka would discover if she had traveled south on her adventures. Maybe stories they could hear during their travels that are passed down. Perhaps it would be a legend of this small dragon that lives in these large numbers that can overwhelm maybe dozens or hundreds of people at once. So basically, they are small but mighty. They get down. They get dirty. There's a heck of a lot of them. Gangbuster. I drew a picture, and it's got fire coming out, and it also says I'm pregnant.
3: (laughs) I really like how you incorporated the use of printer. I think that's really creative. Thank you.
0: Like a like a printer that you need to like load it with with ink every time like every year like just to make sure that it can keep reproducing it's young
1: <laughs> um something's getting loaded you guys can go to your health classes and figure out how that works
3: ah. <laughs> <Max>. <laughs> that would be interesting though because if they're producing that many eggs they'd have to have a lot of like Calcium in their diet, wouldn't they, for to produce the egg shell? So that could be an interesting feature of the dragon, like what their diet would have to be to keep up with the insane demands of yeah constant reproduction. They're probably just like
0: chugging that orange juice to or something, just to keep themselves. They crave
3: does, that mineral.
1: Does the orange juice oh, have calcium? They crave I don't know. Mineral. Yeah, so I will go like, into more detail about things like the diet if we had longer than 15 minutes, but we didn't. So.
0: Sounds like the mineral isn't the only thing it craves. Ah. Hey. Hey.
3: All right. I could definitely see your dragon fitting into the how to train you. So that's that's very cool. Thank you. I
1: forgot about the pitch for the series until the last minute, so <laughs> just threw that together, but thanks. All so
3: right. it's Caitlin, my turn it now. I'm going to talk about my dragon in a little bit of a different format from you. I'm going to talk about the backstory of my dragon because it's a species that you can trace the origin of it pretty specifically. So basically my dragon, it's, Official name is Latin. It's called the Consequentia Draconis. Consequentia being um Latin for implication, which was one of my three words. I'll remind you of my words again. Sorry. Um, peace, plan, and implication. And that's peace like a piece of a puzzle, not like world peace. Um so yeah, so it's consequentia draconis. Um, And it was bred by a mysterious group of mages to insist in um, investigations. So they chose to breed a dragon for intelligence, insight, but also portability. So basically, it was like a group of mages playing God, trying to create the perfect companion for when they were trying to, you know, discover something or um, investigate something. Um, So it was intended to be their close companion. but. They were breeding for intelligence and um, in creating an intelligent, a highly intelligent creature, um, they managed to create a creature that was smart enough to see the perils of the world and that working closely with this group of mages could lead to danger and also that they would just be subjugated, which they didn't want. Um, and so these dragons were also bred to be very small. They're only about like five inches tall, about eight inches in length very, very small. Um, and so eventually, um, consequentia jacronum broke ties with the mages. They fled to nearby cities because the, um, an urban area with their small size, they could easily hide in um, gardens and gutters, windowsills. Uh, they're very smart. So they're very good at hiding. That's one of their skills. They're very small dragons. They can fit into small places, but they're also pretty colorful. They're Actually, their skin repre- uh, resembles like interlocking pieces of a puzzle. That's kind of how I use the word um, piece for my dragon. And so since they're so colorful, um, they aren't very good at camouflage, but um, they're very good at staying completely motionless. So they look like basically like toys or decorative statues. Uh, and so humans actually would be able to or would start to replicate these actual dragons that were pretending to be fake. They People would like them and so they would create their own and eventually that morphed into the practice of creating garden gnomes. And so that's why in modern times, the dragons have affectionately been known as Sherlock gnomes because they have this ability to solve mysteries, but also to remain, they can control their breathing to be completely still so that you can't tell that they're actually a living creature. They're very distrustful which came from, you know, being bred to be basically pets and not wanting to be pets. But if you can gain the trust of one, then Consequentia Draconis or Sherlock Gnome will help you find missing items, solve puzzles, seek out guilty parties, basically solving any mysteries. They are prime investigators. And they're also excellent at planning. That was another one of my words. So I imagine in the How to Train Your Dragon world, They probably wouldn't be encountered because of how intelligent they are. In an urban area, they'd be hidden. And I feel like in the wild, they would congregate together. And so if there were an island that was entirely populated by Consequencia draconi, it would be um, one where they would build themselves honestly like a city. Uh, One of their skills, they're actually unable to breathe fire, but one of their um, prime skills is... um, understanding human speech and replicating human writing uh, they can't speak themselves, but they can um, communicate through written form And so they would also tend to keep the library. So I imagine that their island, um, their you know their home territory would probably be a place that would rival the Library of Alexandria and if anybody were able to discover it, they would be able to, push humanity forward by like huge leaps and bounds in terms of knowledge and so in the how to train your dragon world if Vigo were ever aware of this species I feel like he would hunt them exclusively he would forget about everything else and they would be his main target if Hiccup were to ever find out about them I feel like he would destroy any record of their existence in order to protect the world from people like Vigo who would um, misuse the information but I also think that neither of them would ever actually encounter these dragons because they're so intelligent. And any place that they would create civilization would be extremely well hidden and well protected since the dragons themselves are very physically unassuming. So that pretty much covers everything that I got to with my with my dragon. Um, I, I started it. off with the name Sherlock Gnome, and I was going to go for a little bit more comical thing, but... As I started writing the backstory, it became a little bit more of a, like, serious business dragon. But I, I like to the think name. Of them. And you just imagine this little tiny dragon, and they look very much like stereotypical, like, dragon figurine you buy in a tourist shop. But with, like, a, one of the little, like, deer stalker caps on its head, <laughs> like little Sherlock Holmes, or whatever the hat is called. Yeah, I
1: love the name. I love the legend. And I love the fact that you incorporated how important trust is for the dragon. I feel like that works in really well with the themes overall in this
3: franchise. I really like that. Um, I use my words as more of a like guide because,
1: <laughs> you know, are you going to work? Understandable. Implication. You a hard one. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, but now I want one really bad as like my friend. <laughs> Great job, Caitlin. Thanks. All right,
1: Max. All right. I'm interested to hear what you have for us.
0: I have a brand new dragon for you guys. The words that I got were miracle, plagiarize, and exception. And I present to you the copy wing. It has, one could say, a miraculous talent. It has the ability to rearrange its body and transform its fire weapon into anything it desires. Of course, with some very major limitations that I will discuss soon. However... While the copy wing is miraculous, it's a really uncreative dragon. Instead of using this incredible talent to sculpt itself into a brand new, interesting, never before seen dragon with a totally cool new fire weapon, instead it uses its ability to plagiarize the body and totally rip off the fire weapon of other dragons it sees. So this means the strengths and the defenses of the copy wing are the strengths and the defenses of the original dragon. Of course, with some very major limitations that I will soon tell you about. As for the personality, it's a very, very shy, very secretive dragon, but it's also very proud of its skills. You do not tell the copywing that it is ripping off other dragons. It will get mad at you and you do not want that. As far as physical features go, no one really knows what a copy wing looks like. It's always in the shape of another dragon. That being said, Legends about the copy wing have been passed down from Viking to Viking about how the copy wing looks and how you can identify it even when it's in the body of another dragon. And there are some very clear distinguishing clues for identifying the copy wing. The main distinguishing feature of the copy wing no matter what dragon it is, the copy wing is unusually sticky. So if you touch a dragon and it's really sticky, it's probably a copy wing. Good to know that. If you're ever encountering a copy wing in the wild, you could say that maybe that's a weakness. It could get itself into a situation that it could get stuck somewhere, like in a, a small sticky place. Situation. Oh yes, a st- I was avoiding saying that, but you're right—a <laughs> sticky situation. Nice one. But there are some very major weaknesses of the copy wing. So far, I've covered Miracle, and I've covered plagiarized, but what about exception? There's one very major exception about this miraculous dragon, which is that, like most plagiarized work, the copywing never quite matches the quality of the original. So when the copywing transforms into a dragon, the dragon's main strength becomes the copywing's weakness. So if it transforms into a monstrous nightmare, it will accidentally catch itself on fire. Not intentionally, like Hookfang, or sort of intentionally like Hook Fang. It happens at totally random and unintentional times, like sleeping in a wooden house. If it transforms into a Night Fury, maybe it will look like a Night Fury, though a sticky Night Fury. And it will act like a Night Fury, but it's going to be super slow, so like it flies at the speed of a snail, which makes it pretty useless as a Night Fury. And if it transforms into a Gronkle, instead of eating rocks and spitting out lava, it eats the lava and then coughs out the rocks like a hairball, a rock hairball. <laughs> now, there's another weakness to the copywing, which is that it takes a really long time for it to transform, right? Because like if it's going from a terrible terror to a monstrous nightmare, it needs to grow that mass, right? So it needs to eat a lot. So the copywing, always eating. Sounds like me. This is the copy wing. Very miraculous, certainly plagiarizes with one major exception. And it's always eating and very, very sticky.
3: I honestly could see this dragon being in the How to Train Your Dragon universe. You did an awesome job, Max.
0: I hope so. I hope this dragon is.
1: One thing that I wrote down, I've been taking notes on everybody as they've gone. Um, One thing I wrote down that kind of threw me back to last week is... I wrote not a Mary Sue. I love that you gave your dragon a ton of flaws because we often see all these dragons mysterious and powerful. And it takes like multiple near-death experiences to figure out how to defeat it. This one is just kind
3: of derpy. Like, like if you touch it and it's sticky, then you're like, "Ha, you're not going to be able to. Be. it's major defense is looking like a scary dragon.
0: This is a super flawed dragon. Like, I'm not even sure if you'd want to even train this one. Like, I don't know if it's even <laughs> worth it. Like, what is it going to do for you? Like, the single thing that you'd ever want a dragon to do for you, it can't do. And also, it takes like a week to feed it in order to make it into whatever dragon you want it to be. So, I don't know. I mean,
3: I mean, if you had a volcano that was erupting, like, say, one that you had an erupted on living in, and you wanted to build stone huts in your village, then you could have a gronkle copywing eat the lava to protect the village while simultaneously creating the raw building materials to build the village. So you have to
0: to be careful about how you use it, right? You have to be careful because it doesn't quite work the way you think it should. But maybe there are things you can still do with this dragon. Yeah, true.
3: I'd like to see it try to turn into like the Red Death. The Red Death's big thing was its size. So, is it going to turn into like a little poodle sized Red Death?
0: <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Hiccup should have trained a copy wing. He could have had a copy wing right next to Toothless when Toothless killed Stoic, because then the copy wing would just like shoot its stupid fire at Stoic and Stoic would come back.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful.
0: Oh my
1: God. Uh, one last thing. I really liked that your dragon had a message which was don't cheat because it's never as good as the unique work.
0: Oh, I guess yeah, there was I really, a moral. Yeah, I really liked that. There was a moral. Uh, oh, I was hoping there wouldn't be a moral, but there was a moral. But yes, you're right. There's a moral. Don't cheat. Next. Don't cheat, everyone. Or else you'll end up sticky. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Anything else you'd like to say or should we leave on that note?
0: Um, I want one because it's useless and I love useless things. I want to train a copy wing.
1: All right. That was the copy wing. Brooke, when you're ready, we would love to hear what you came up with.
2: All right. So mine is pretty much, well, not a useless dragon, but elusive Northern Campa Wing. Um, and I kind of thought that this was like a dragon that they thought was kind of extinct because nobody really goes that far north to see them. So they're kind of like a myth. They don't really know a whole lot about them, but they're small, kind of neutral colored With tiny wings, that's what the campo wing would look like. Um, And it has a little thing on its head that can flip up and it kind of looks like that's to keep like the rain off of it um, and the snow and stuff like that. Um, It's very elusive. That's its name. Uh, It pretty much just stays by itself. It doesn't really go near other dragons. It doesn't have a lot of... Fences. It has like little balls of fire, but other than that, it it can't really fly very far. So it tends to stay on the ground. Um, But one thing it does is it can build um, little tents for its shelter. So they gather sticks and leaves and make little shelters for themselves that way. Um, When trained, they can teach you valuable survival lessons um, in the furnace. It does not like urban areas or areas where there are a lot of dragons around um, because they tend to get killed fairly often because they don't really have that much of a defense. So there's not that much of them left. Yeah, they... Oh, I didn't even say what my words were. My words were umbrella, north, and tent. So pretty much if they were in the show, it would be kind of like if Hiccup and the gang went somewhere and got stranded, you know, they'd come across these tiny little tents in the woods and they'd be like, what the heck are these? (laughs) Tiny little dragons. But another thing that I thought was that they are able to build traps around their tents. Um, So they dig pits and, um, build kind of nets out of sticks and things like that. So they defend themselves that way, but um, be like passive and they don't really bother with people. They just tend to hide or climb up a tree or something. So they're kind of like the squirrels of the forest, (laughs) the dragon forest. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Oh, they... Their little umbrella thing serves as like a water collection, so they don't actually have to go out and find water. um, So they can actually survive without for weeks or months just by collecting condensation and stuff on their little umbrella heads. They are mostly uh, herbivores. So they'll just forage on uh, like plants and things like that. They are very trainable, but you would do much with one because they don't really have that much to offer. Um, but yeah, they're fat things that kind of <laughs> keep to themselves in the forest and build their little tents and sleep and eat plants. I like the
1: idea of like these are kind of the most hardened dragons out there living in the most remote treacherous locations like putting up with the intense weather and they've kind of adapted like we see with animals today like these different mechanisms that they can use to survive i really like that detail
2: yeah they they tend to go to places where other dragons won't so whether it be earth or somewhere that's um like really really hot or um they just they'll stay as far away from other dragons and other dragon nests and um, yeah they just kind of I I kind of have it in my head too that they don't have like they don't have an alpha so even if there was like an alpha dragon they wouldn't kind of respond to that because yeah. they don't really know what that means to them because they've been by themselves for a period of time yeah. and in terms of. Like mating and things like that. Like it, that's why there's also so few of them is because it's hard for them to kind of come across another one. And when they do, then they'll mate with it. But it's not like they—they're kind of like pandas. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's a really good analogy. Yeah, it sounds so stupidly cute. Like I want one right now.
0: I want said, one too.
3: One thing you said is that they're kind of useless, so you wouldn't really want to train one. And I'm like. No, I definitely want to train one and then go camping with it. And yeah, it can build like, you a little time, I want time. adventures. And it sounds like the perfect, like, companion dragon. Like, all of the other ones, they're like, you ride them into battle. This one would be just your companion. It's like, let's hang out. Yeah. It's so
1: When you were first I talking, it. I was like, okay, how would these dragons last if they really didn't have many defenses? But the way that you kind of put them in these desolate environments totally makes sense as to why evolutionarily they would survive because they're avoiding dragons that could be predators by going to environments that kind of keep them safe in a way.
2: Yeah. And I mean, like, I feel like if, like, these ones are the northern Campa wings. So I'm assuming that they're in harsh, like snowy, freezing cold, kind of dense forest environments. But then there's probably like southern campa wings that have evolved separately to kind of go in hot, desolate kind of climates. And oh, instead cool. of tents, they do kind of tunnels or something. I don't know. So
3: I like to imagine they still have a little umbrella, but it's to keep. The Aww. sun away yes. instead, yeah, and to hold water
1: too, like yeah, a yeah. little bit of rain, like camel yeah.
0: dragons. I, I like it.
2: So all kind of neutral colors, so like greens and browns and yeah. So, so the southern ones might be more like browns and tans of like
3: yeah, color. like reds. Oh, and so cute. Yeah, you so sold yeah. me on this, guys. I'm sold on everybody's dragons. Like 100%. we did
1: great. This wasn't a train wreck at all. I loved this. You guys did awesome. I loved
3: listening Can our to our yours. episode title be "This wasn't a train wreck at all." Yes, <laughs> I'll write that down right now. Like I want all of these dragons. I know. If anybody listens to this podcast and like wants to draw these dragons, I would love that. Just putting Please. them out there to the world.
2: Everyone's so already drawn my earths. dragon.
3: I drew my dragon yeah, and it's true. terrible.
1: So like, someone Max's, else could do
3: so much better. Max's dragon would be tricky to draw.
2: I mean, I would everyone's like to see drawn what Max's
3: it. Max's dragon looks like halfway between like a gronkle and a monstrous nightmare.
0: All, all you know is it's going to be really, really sticky no matter what. So like you can take any dragon picture that anyone's ever drawn and just add stickiness to it. And then you'll be like, that's the copy <laughs> wing.
3: But like it's in between phases. I wonder if it's going to look like the covers of like Animorph books. Do you remember those oh, books? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. being so weird.
0: <laughs> well, that's terrifying. Oh, that's I'm now terrified.
3: By your own creation.
0: By my own you creation. you Dr.
3: Frankenstein felt. All right, guys.
1: I think this went really well. And I'd love to do this again and to hear if any of our listeners ever try this. We'll post kind of our outline and description of the Random Dragon Challenge on our website and you guys can give it a shot
3: or just let us know what you think and somebody draw them please
1: (laughs) we're so desperate
3: and draw your own like this is such a fun challenge and i want everybody to do the same and send them to us so we can just have all these cool dragons everywhere yes please
1: now it wouldn't be a challenge if we weren't challenging other people to take our challenge so I would like to extend a challenge to the Burtcast boys the guys over on Burtcast the other Try to Train Your Dragon podcast guys I want to see you try the random dragon challenge we're calling you out I think you guys can do it I think you guys would do great and we want to see what you come up with so
3: we look forward to um, hearing about your
1: creations yes all right, guys. Thank you for putting up with my really random idea this week. I love it. Any last thoughts before we go?
3: Um, just would like to have a quick shout out about the fact that this is our 20th episode. Woohoo! Thank you to everybody who's listened to all of this.
0: No, thanks to people who haven't us. listened. Those <laughs> people can't believe them.
3: How dare they?
1: Seriously, thank you all to everyone who has been listening since the beginning, everyone who's joined us as new listeners this season. We love to have you listening to the show and thank you for all the feedback you've been giving us. If there's anything you'd like to share with us, ideas for future episodes next season, any feedback about the show in general, you know what to do. Head to our website, dragandropouts.com, leave us an ask, and we will get back to you or answer your question or idea on the show. So you know where to hit us up. We will be back in April. We're going to do a little tiny hiatus, way shorter than last time, so don't worry. But if there is a teaser trailer, we will be back very quickly. And you will be hearing from us very shortly. So How to Train Your Dragon 3 stuff, if it's coming, we'll be here. Don't worry. You can find us on Twitter. We are at Dragon Dropouts. We are on SoundCloud and iTunes for free to stream and download check out all of our episodes check out our website for new content you will see us very soon from all of us at dragon academy dropouts thank you we love you
3: bye-bye see you next time